Hello, and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast, where we share tips, tricks, and hacks on how to practice gratitude daily. Whether you're a gratitude guru or you've lost your gratitude journal once again, we've got you covered. We share personal and authentic stories from our guests who are entrepreneurs, business professionals, parents, caregivers, and everyday human beings just like you and I. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm an intuitive business and health coach, and I'm here to inspire you to choose to wake up with gratitude every single day. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you've chosen to listen to this episode today. And whether it's your very first one or you've been here for 14 months with me, thanks for listening to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. Today, I have a special treat. I have a male guest. James Gardner joins me for a really interesting conversation. We talk about so many different things, including leadership and Ironman journeys and jungle events. I don't know. There's just so much goodness in this episode, and I'm really excited to share it with you. Before we get into the podcast, I have a favor to ask. Would you mind taking the 60 to 90 seconds to leave a review of the podcast on your favorite app? Yes, it's important to me to hear your kind words, and I really appreciate them, but that's not why a review is so important. The reviews and rating systems help the apps to determine if people are listening and enjoying a podcast. And if this podcast has been making a difference in your life, then the easiest way for other people to see the podcast is through the ratings and review system. It's not important which app you leave the rating or the review on, just that you do so. And I want to offer a way to say thank you for all those who choose to leave a review in the next seven days. I'm going to do a giveaway and basically the way that you enter is once you've left your review, simply take a screenshot and share it through social media. My handle on all social media is the same. It's my first name, Julie, C-M like Mary, and my last name, Boyer, which is spelled B-O-Y-E-R. So at Julie C-M Boyer, really easy to find on all social medias. Just tag me to show me that you've posted a review of the podcast and I'll collect these throughout the week. So as long as you do it by March 8th, International Women's Day, great day to remember. And then I'll do a draw. I'll just put everybody's name or Instagram handle or whatever it is into a a hat and I will pick a winner and I will send you a prize consisting of items that come from my Wake Up With Gratitude shop. So a copy of my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, some of the thank you cards that I have, and I'll throw a bunch of other little goodies in there just to say thank you. So again, it would mean a lot if you would take the 60 to 90 seconds to just leave a review of the podcast. And if you want to be entered in the giveaway, simply take a screenshot and tag me on social media and I'll make sure that you're entered in the draw as long as you do it by March 8th, 2021, and you have a chance to win a goodie bag of things from my podcast shop. What if instead of rushing through the uncomfortable parts of our lives, we chose to live through our jungle event and move from selfish to selfless? This conversation with James Gardner of Conscious Warrior Coaching explores how his soul-searching jungle event led to big changes in his business and personal life. We talk about how we are evolving from transactional leadership to more conscious leadership. 
James shares what it means to be a high-performance champion and how he sets up his days with a morning-winning ritual. You can find James at theherowithin.ca. Let's welcome James Gardner to the podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and today I'm welcoming a fellow island friend, James Gardner. Hello, my friend. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am very excited for us to connect. I, you know, when I was first introduced to you through a mutual friend who is actually now my audio engineer and his wife, who's been on the podcast as well, I was like, this guy just sounds incredibly exciting and interesting. And I just can't wait for us to connect. And James's business is Conscious Warrior Coaching. He's a coach. He's a strategist, a high-performance champion. He is a lover of life. He has gratitude flowing through his cells. And just he has this beautiful energy that makes you want to lean in and learn more. So I'm very excited to bring that to our podcast audience today. And as I love to start most of my episodes, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story because I imagine that you didn't just wake up one day and now you're a high performance champion and doing all these incredible things. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your story about how you kind of got here? Sure. It's, it, it is quite a story <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and that's, that's the beauty of life. Uh, Yes, it's uh, stepping into where I am now in terms of consciousness. Uh, I've always, ever since I was a kid, have been a warrior. I've been, uh, you know, the, the the captain leading the charge and 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 a natural leader, if you will. Uh, and that that took me through sports arenas, took me through uh, arenas in New York uh, City and Manhattan and Los Angeles and and Vancouver before coming here to the island. In different in different. Uh, sub arenas, if you will, and in terms of the entertainment industry, hospitality, and so forth, and and during that journey, Julie, it was it was predominantly an ego based journey, uh, and uh, especially when I moved to New York at a young age, I, that was the defining point where I felt like I kind of said goodbye to the to the little Jimmy, and and then I started to, you know, started to kind of play the game of life and, and fail forward, make bad decisions, uh, learn from them. Sometimes not, <laughs> sometimes, you know, I had to uh, learn the hard way and all of that egoic kind of uh, charge in life led me to a, uh, a moment, uh, which, which I call my jungle event three years ago, which I really, I went in deep into the jungle soul searching to find out who, who the heck, James really is. And, uh, and at that moment, through a lot of deep work, I uncovered my, my authenticity, my real truth. Uh, and as I began to emerge, I realized that uh, love in all things and really coming from a heart-centered, uh, graceful approach to life, gratitude flowing in my veins, as you said, uh, and, and really going from selfish to selfless, uh, and, and everything. And that's, that's kind of how the warrior has transitioned to the conscious warrior of how I show up every day. I wrote this down because I wanted to check in. Now, when you say jungle moment, do you mean you actually went into a physical jungle or like the jungle of your mind and your ego? <laughs> Great question. Uh, 
my mind and my ego. Yeah. Um, it was it was two years of uh, of of just soul searching in in the in the sitting in my own poo poo, if you will, <laughs> and uh, and and really just uh, asking some big questions. And it and it was spurred on too by the by a conscious decision that I made to to walk away from my family uh, because I felt instinctively. I was called for something else. I it wasn't serving me, and and so there was a lot of a lot of work to do, uh, a lot of understanding, a lot of healing. So it was it, the jungle event was sticky. It was hot. It was dense. It was mosquito ridden. And, uh, <laughs> I love I love that. I and I was asking because you, I was really captivated by the moment. I'm like, did he really go into the jungle? That sounds amazing. But I do feel like sometimes it's the same, like going into that place where we're dealing with the things that aren't in alignment mm-hmm. and this intuition. Um, I've been doing more work and being allowing for my intuition to guide more of the work that I do and it's not always easy to allow your intuition because sometimes it leads us to making decisions that may hurt others. Like you said, you had to, you know, leave your family behind. I mean, you didn't actually leave them behind. You're still obviously a parent. You're still taking care of your daughters. I know that you are, I mean, we delayed our podcast so you could take his daughters to an appointment. So we know that, but you changed the way that you, live and operate as a family. And that takes a lot of courage. Mm. It's not easy to say, you know, go through your own stuff and deal with the crap and deal with all this and then make these moves forward. And it can go either way, right? We can either go towards being closer as a family or really dividing and not coming back. So how did you kind of get to that place where you said, I have to go this way. Like that must have been difficult. It was. It was. Um, I've, and I think it, it. A big part of it is that kind of intuitive uh, voice that I. I truly feel. I even at a younger age, it was there. I didn't quite under. I, I. You know, when you're younger, I don't really understand. It wasn't until I. I kind of really stepped into my own spirituality that I really began to see and feel and listen to this. Uh, and, uh, so, so I, there was a lot of trust there was a lot of trust in, even in the hopeless moments. And I think, not, I think, I know a big part of that was built through the courage and confidence that I gained in the sports arena Mm. and, you know, in years and years of, of high performance sport background. So I knew that with great work, will come great reward. And, and, and I talk about it, Julie, a lot because as you know, I'm in the process of writing a book as well. And, and so I've, I, I, I've been on a lot of podcasts and I talk about this, that, um, I, I think one of the biggest things that I did to really get clear was I didn't rush the process. Um, you know, when we're in a jungle event for each of us, it's a painful place to be, and naturally, we want to get out. Right. We want we want to stop the suffering, and and not that I didn't feel that. I just instinctively knew that the longer that I could sit, the more I would get clear. 
Um, and I can say that now, back then, I trust me, I was trying to crawl out uh, at times. And so that was a big thing for me is, is the time that I needed. And it's going to be different for all of us, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Uh, this part about not rushing the process is it's, it's priceless really to allow the process to actually happen. I know that I fall into that often where I'm like, just trying to like get to the other side, like, let's go. However, uh, I am well aware that if the lesson isn't learned this time around, it's going to come back and it's going to come back in a way that will be more difficult and more challenging until we are in a situation where we are forced to stop. And I think what we saw in the past year for a lot of people is they were all the stuff that they had been rushing through and ignoring and not paying attention to their intuition suddenly came to a head. And, you know, we've seen a real shift in how people are working and how people are operating. Uh, even you, you, you've completely changed your business over the past. Is it the past year that things changed? Tell us a little bit about that change for you. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I was very blessed to work with an amazing company for almost four years, uh, in, in coaching and in, in performance coaching. And uh, again, through this, this growth of over the last three years of that, specifically the last year, you know, when you really, all I can say, Julie, is when you really connect to your truth, your ultimate truth and understand that when truth lands, trust begins. And when we start moving forward, it, things become clear and, and my voice, my brand, my showing up in a conscious way and everything I do just became more prevalent and more important to me to honor that and to really chart my own course with that and, and, and impact and be of contribution in my own way. Still coaching, still doing many of the same things, just from a different lens, slight, uh, you know, just a, a different lens. So uh, I made a big decision to honor that and and move out right at the beginning of this year so it's only been where are we at seven weeks maybe give or take six weeks of of really showing up james gardner conscious warrior coaching the hero within here we go it's so it's been amazing so far <laughs> it's and that's exciting and it again these courageous moments where you're following what aligns with you and that intuition. And I'm bringing this message up again and again, because I think that's what a lot of people need to hear is that it's okay to listen to your intuition and follow your gut and do the things that are right for you. Um, and you, we've mentioned leadership a few times. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to that for a moment, because you were men mentioned a little bit, the natural born leader um, through the sports and all that. And I'm, I'm going to admit that I also have had that title of natural born leader uh, growing up and even in business. But here's what I found is that natural born leader does not actually mean I, I was actually a very good leader. Uh, I actually didn't necessarily know. Um, I studied John Maxwell, the five le levels of leadership, realized that a lot of what I thought was me being natural born leader was really just me trying to get people to do what I wanted them to do and not actually leadership. So uh, I don't know if it's the same experience for you, but it's interesting that you brought that up. And I want to hear a little bit about your, you talk about conscious leadership. So that's where I'm excited to go is like, we say natural born leader, 
you know, leaders are, are, are we, there's this whole discussion whether leaders are born or made. I don't know, but I feel like being a natural born leader does not actually make you a great leader, Agreed. but you being a conscious leader is something that we make. I'm yeah, asking. I agree. <laughs> I, I, my, from my perspective, I think there are natural born leaders and then many, some evolve into a conscious leadership m- mindset. So okay. yeah, this is a great conversation. I love this. Uh, Conscious leadership. What is conscious leadership versus just leadership? And and uh, you, you mentioned a big thing, which is, you know, the old the old side of the spectrum is you you just get people to do what you want to do and lead them and have the charisma and have them you know the 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 rah rah the troops and 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 lead them forward. Uh, this new paradigm shift now in business is really about bringing bringing a heart-centered approach to, to everything and understanding that gone are the days of transactions and, and that uh, transactions, numbers, employees are people and it's, it's a relationship business and conscious leadership, in my opinion, is about first taking ownership over ourselves because we're all in the business of leading. We're all leaders over ourselves first and foremost right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then understanding the, the intricacies of the people that are under your command, if you will. Uh, so when I go in and work with businesses, whether it's C-suites or even just, uh, you know, a small business of two employees, three employees, it's about understanding that each one of those people uh, have an individual rhythm. They have an individual energy. Uh, there's, there's a culture we're trying to create. There's ways to position things and, and, and ways to get buy-in and support and allowing them to be seen, heard, and understood, which is so powerful. So it, it, it's, it's a culmination, in, in my opinion, of all these interwoven things that just add to a way of showing up for ourselves, for others, to lead someone towards a collective outcome, decision, way of state of existence, a culture, and and doing so uh, in a supportive unilateral move forward. You said something there quickly that I think is also super important is that we all first start by leading ourselves. So even if you're not in an official position of leadership, leadership begins with yourself. Leadership begins with who you are and how you show up. And you mentioned about being a high performance champion. So I read that and I take that as having to do with sports and achievement and accomplishment. And when I asked you about this, that's not exactly what that means. So what does high performance champion mean to James? We'll be right back to the episode after a quick word from our product partner, USANA Health Sciences. Back when I was training for my second Ironman triathlon, my very good friend Leanne said to me that I probably needed to consider taking vitamins to help me because I was doing so much physical activity. And I thought to myself, yes, I'm fine. I take that, you know, that, that pink bottle thing. And I just take one of those a day and I'm covered. And she said, I don't think you understand your body is under a tremendous amount of stress because of the amount of time that you are training. So I really recommend you take a look at this product called the health pack. Now I'll be honest with you. 
I was pretty skeptical that these two pouches of vitamins, one said AM and one said PM, would actually do anything to help me with any of my training, but I thought I might as well give it a try. So I did. And the biggest thing that I noticed is that I found myself recovering faster from my workouts. I wasn't as sore the next day. And the other thing was, instead of waking up feeling tired, I actually was sleeping for less time, but waking up feeling so much more rested and ready to go for my next workout. And I have to say, I've been taking those little AM and PM packs since that day, which was over 15 years ago. Now, friends, my Ironman days are long behind me, and I'm definitely not training the way that I used to. In fact, my exercise today involves taking my dog for a 20 to 30 minute walk every single day, but that doesn't mean I'm not under a tremendous amount of stress every single day. Let's be honest, aren't we all under a tremendous amount of stress every single day? So I continue to use these little convenient AM and PM packs If you want to learn more about this product or check out what's in these little packs, I invite you to check out a link that I made just for you. It's a bit.ly link. So bit.ly forward slash Ironman vitamins. That's right. Bit.ly forward slash Ironman vitamins, all lowercase, easy to find. Hey, you don't have to be an Ironman or an Iron woman to take these vitamins, But I'll tell you, I'm so grateful that 15 years ago, my girlfriend offered me to give these vitamins a try when I was training for that Ironman. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, you know, I am a coach, a strategist, and a high-performance champion, as you said. And and the reason why that is at the third of the three is because it's, it's, to me, it's showing up in all facets of life. understanding that every every moment is a chance to to create a podium moment for ourselves to really live in a state of high performance uh, high energy high frequency and so with the work that I do with with business owners especially it's about understanding the coach in me can break down limiting beliefs and work with mindset and inner game and 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 you know uncover the pieces on the chessboard, then the strategist goes and I start to assemble those in an architecture based on what our, our goals are, what their goals are. And then the high performance champion is, is amassing all of that in a new state of existence and, 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 and having conscious leadership being at the forefront of everything we do in, in businesses and, and how we govern ourselves. So it is, it is spawned, if you will, from time in the in the the sports arena and yet as you as you know as an iron woman yourself you know that when you step into that it's not just a sporting event it becomes part it's your it's the way you live yeah right yeah that is true. I never really thought of that. And I feel like my Ironman journey, sometimes I feel like it was like an, another lifetime ago, but then a friend reminded me, it's like that part of me, I may not, I'm definitely not fit like an Ironman anymore, but that part of me that, that did the Ironmans, that part still exists in me. And especially the lessons that I learned around mindset and commitment and what my body can do, uh, it it really did change the way that I function. One of the stories that 
you know, shared before, but really I think is so powerful about this Ironman mindset is that, and we'll talk about your, I want to hear about your Ironman experience, but, um, when I got sick in the hospital, so after my second miscarriage, I ended up in the hospital with a life-threatening bacterial infection. And I was in a coma for a week uh, to heal. And obviously I'm here and I healed a hundred percent. But when I woke up and I knew it was weird, it was I thought, time in the ICU, like doesn't, you have no idea how much time has gone by. I didn't know if I'd been there for a week, a month. I had no idea, but I thought it was really close to Christmas. And I was like, I need to get home for Christmas. And I had, a, I had time to get home for Christmas. But in my mind, I was like, got to get home, got to get home. And my friend who is an ER doc, who's a triathlete like me, who trained, you know, we used to train together when I was doing Ironmans. He said, you need to have an Ironman mindset right now. And you need to figure out exactly what it is that you need to show them in the hospital for you to be able to be released as quickly as possible for you to finish healing at home, which is obviously an easier situation. And I remember him like saying that and all that I'd done, all those Ironmans, all those times, those trainings that were so hard, the, the really difficult conditions that, you know, crossing the finish line and all these things that I did in that moment helped me to basically, I had to be able to walk and use the bathroom by myself and like just little things. But I, from being in a coma for a week, that that's a big thing. But I remember it was like that Ironman mindset that never left me. And in that moment was critical. So mm-hmm. Um, that's what like an Ironman, you know, mindset has done for me. So tell me a little bit about your Ironman experience. Cause theirs is more recent than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did a, I did a, a full Ironman in 2017, October of 2017 in Maryland. So it was an amazing experience. Uh, honestly though, no, I'll explain it, uh, Julie, but it, it was probably the last one of my last huge, huge ego plays before I, I really started to, because it was after that, that I really started to kind of go down my other path. And, 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 and I think it just kind of led to a series of, of where I am now. So, uh, I, I was row, I'm a rower. I am a rower. I, I belong on top of the water, not in the water. Okay. Uh, I spent, spent a lot of years, um, you know, competing at a high level. So I, and I was right before the Ironman, right up to the Ironman, basically, I've been rowing in master's events all over North America. And I wanted to do an Ironman, a bucket list. Why not? And, and I wanted to do it my way. Of course, my way. So <laughs> what that means is I signed up for an Ironman. I switched out of the rowing boat and I gave myself six months to train for the Ironman. And I didn't want to do a half. I wanted to do a full. I'm like, I'm going to go all in. Now I came, obviously I was in top shape rowing wise, not necessarily Ironman wise. Right. So, uh, I did, I did the Ironman, uh, training. I started to train. I built my own program based off of just some research and, uh, started running and, and swimming, which was very humbling as you know, <laughs> for many people, uh-huh. uh, I, yeah. Anyway, um, and I trained on a spin bike. So I, I was like, I'm not going to go out and buy a bike. So I trained on a spin bike and finally borrowed a road bike one month before the Ironman. And uh, all that to say, I got, you know, I, I was hitting my markers as an athlete of where I wanted to be for my training plan. Showed up in Maryland, 
which was an amazing experience. I had no idea it was such a party. Like it's such a cultural event, mm -hmm. you know, oh, yeah. I, I was blown away. This, this old kind of new England style town, everyone came out of the woodwork and it was amazing. Uh, I had my time set of where I wanted to go. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> and, uh, 15 minutes into the swim, 15 minutes, my shoulder, my left shoulder popped. I heard a pop, a thud under the water. I was like, oh shit. Uh, and so things went south quickly. Uh, I got out of the swim, of course, uh, fairly one of the last few out of the water, most likely. I couldn't move my arm. I, I had to help them. They had to help me grab my old tie to take my wetsuit off. I couldn't do my my helmet strap for the bike. So uh, got on the bike, did the bike. And of course, as fate would have it, it's two huge loops and the big back end goes out in this estuary right on the ocean and the wind's just whipping in. And here I am, I can't, I don't have arrow bars. I can't get down into a, a you know, a aerodynamic position. I'm, I'm trying, I can't support myself. I never, I was like, ah, I'm in it to win it. I'm not coming all the way to Maryland to, uh, to, to, to pull a DNF, right? So I made it through the bike again, uh, probably about an hour and a half slower than I wanted to. And uh, it, was, it was challenging. And then I got, I started running with my wounded wing pinned by my side. I actually... I finished. I, yeah, I, I, I crossed the line. I crossed the line about two and a half hours slower than I wanted to, uh, than I, you know, uh, not that that means anything to me really at this point. And it, it was a very, uh, very humbling journey to, to make it and be called an Ironman. Uh, and yeah. And there, there you have it. And so I have the, I have the medal behind me and, and, and it, it stays with me as a, also as a reminder of humility too, uh, because of, of the amazing accomplishments and also how quickly things can turn. And it's a, just a constant reminder for me. Yeah. What's really interesting to me is you mentioned it was kind of the last thing you did that was really from ego. And also that taught you that humility that, I mean, that is the thing as an Ironman is very humbling. I actually don't recommend it. It was for me, it was a bucket list. And then I did it two more times. I'm <laughs> not a huge, I rec go the half. It doesn't wreck your body as much, but, um, you know, truly in general, you know, even though I, I did fundraising for my Ironman, so maybe less ego, but really not like, I feel like there's a lot of ego, that goes into the the time that it takes to prepare for an Ironman and the commitment and the sacrifices. And at the same time, the mindset that you build in order to finish an Ironman with one arm, like pinned to your body, that mindset that you built all through your career as an athlete, that also will then serve you forever. So even though I don't recommend a full Ironman, there are really some incredible lessons and things that can come out of that experience and like you said, that humility of being humbled by the race. I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong in an Ironman triathlon. And, um, you know, I'm, I finished all three of mine and I'm just like extremely really lucky that I was able to, cause there's a lot that can happen. Mm -hmm. And 
I really applaud you for doing the whole thing with one arm. <laughs> it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, you know, you know, when you, you know better than I, cause you've done three. I knew though, when I got off the bike, cause we know we're, we're strategists, right? Yeah. And uh, when we're doing the yeah. Ironman, we know we're at times. And I knew when I got off the bike that I, technically I could walk the marathon and still finish. Like it's I, a long I, walk though, friend. It's a long walk. It's a long walk. <laughs> and, and, and even, even then I still found the resolve, Julie, to push myself. I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to run for as long as I can. And I think I, I pulled the plug on uh, maybe two hours and 15 minutes in on the run is when I, I started to walk for the first time and you know, take a little break. And then I think I ran for another hour straight and then I walked again. And those were like little mini, mini wins in there too, that I think athletes find ways to, to keep going. This really helps me to understand, you know, you, the coach, the strategist, the high performance champion, it all kind of makes sense now, like understanding more of your story and of your athlete and your really difficult Ironman, because I think sometimes the gift of an Ironman are the harder ones for sure. I think there's something, uh, you know, to be said about, like, we know that when we go through really difficult adversity, it really strengthens our character. I want to just shift a little bit because I, for those that are watching the video, but if you're on audio, you can't see it. There's a, you have something written on a chalkboard behind you, which really caught my attention the first time we spoke. And it says gratitude gives abundance. So James, what does that mean for you? Gratitude. It's all about gratitude. As you know, it's, uh, I've learned and, and in our, in our world, it's a, it's common speak. And, and it's, I hear, I hear it as much as I hear high a lot. Uh, and yet it's such an understated, powerful word that, that can lead to, that really is a, is a doorway to abundance to, that is a doorway to stepping in our true potential. And everything that I do now is with an air of gratitude. Uh, it's part of my winning ritual every day. Uh, there's even like we just talked Ironman, even in my run, there was something to be grateful for, right? There's always things to be grateful for in every situation of every day. <clears throat> and to me, gratitude equates to frequency. And when we, when we, when we pause and just shift our perception of something and, and give gratitude for and finding the gratitude in any situation, changes that frequency dial on the radio uh, and, and, and puts us in a proactive, loving, energetic state of, of being. And so I think it's, it's, um, it's definitely a thing that is in my utility belt as I show up day in and day out, uh, as it is for you, as it is for many. So it's a universal law, in my opinion. Gratitude reciprocates. Yeah, I... It's interesting now how having connected with so many people through the podcast and learning and different ways that people practice gratitude and how it shows up in their lives. You know, a year ago, I felt like I really had a good, solid gratitude practice. And what I realized is that there's just so many ways that gratitude can show up in our lives, the way that we can practice it, the way we can use gratefulness as an appreciation, even when we're going through things that are really difficult like in that race when you were like, okay, like my case, my arm, I'm going to figure this out. 
there's so many opportunities for gratitude on a daily basis. Now you mentioned your winning formula. What's Win- winning ritual? Winning rituals. Tell me, tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> for myself and and for those that I I work with, I always devise. I help them uncover a winning ritual, and okay. that is a systemized uh, thing that uh, we create, that I create for myself, that honors myself, that gives me what I need to start my day and to end my day. And so I bookend my days Yes. and my winning ritual. It's a non-negotiable every day. Some days it varies in length, but it is the first thing that I do every day. And uh, that is open my eyes. (laughs) Uh, I, I sit on the edge of the bed. I take 10 deep breaths before I get up. I go, I get my coffee because coffee is a non-negotiable for me. (laughs) Have to. (laughs) Um, I sit down and I do some more breathing. And then I hold space for what I'm feeling. I I just invite what's landing for me. Where am I at this point of kind of coming from unconsciousness to consciousness, if you will. Uh, And I make some notes. Um, I then usually go YouTube video. I usually pick one video, about a 15 minute, 12 minute video. I have my music that I select every morning. It's a variety of soundscape, inspirational stuff. It just kind of stirs my, I'm all about the the romantic five senses. That's my creative spark every day. So how do I stimulate that? Uh, and, and music is such a huge thing for me. Uh, and, uh, and then I sit again, I end it with holding space, for what's landing and I create my intention for the day. How do I want the day to go? Uh, Ease and flow, on fire, um, slow and steady, loving embrace. And that just, and and, you know, they're on post-it notes and and that, that sticks with me every, every, how I show up throughout the day. It's my, it's my compass point that brings me back in the day. And then I end the day, Julie, with, I bookend it with a, a, a gratitude practice and, and just a, a sitting and affirming some gratitude for the day, uh, some deep breaths and off I go. <laughs> I really like that idea of the post-it note with the intention for the day. I hadn't thought of that. That's amazing. What a great idea. Yeah. Like I have, I have them everywhere. This was, this was yesterday's love in every word. Oh, I love right? it. So yeah. Yeah, my post-it notes are notes for my podcast <laughs> and also about probiotic. Uh, that's about a strain of probiotic. That's what I've got right now. Um, yeah, and a book post-it. I am also a big fan of post-it notes, but I, I love the way you're using them. So I'm going to take that one. I'm going to include it in, in some of my rituals. Uh, I'm just curious when you say you watch like YouTube videos, is there like a particular uh, person that you like to watch or is it just whatever kind of comes up? Yeah, honestly, honestly, whatever comes up, uh, I usually just uh, Google what's what comes to me in the moment, whether it's, you know, uh, athletic motivation, motivation, uh, uh, montages. I mean, there's, you know, I I, I will follow like a Jim Rome video or sometimes there'll be things like that. I, I tend to gravitate to the ones that are are kind of montages that are edited together with yeah. clips. Sound okay. Clips. I love it. That's yeah. I I I will send you a video that I want to share with you after. Awesome. 
Um, okay, my friend, I have just loved our time together. I think I remember now our first conversation, it was like an hour. I think it was supposed to be like a 20 minute meeting. And there was a lot of really interesting connections that we share, uh, you know, the, beyond the Ironman, this whole leadership. I just love it so much. And I've learned so much from our conversation. And I just want to say a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart, because I, this has really enriched my life to spend this time with you. Where do we find you? What's the best way to connect with you? Sure. Well, you can find me on theherowithin.ca. It's my website, blog site. Um, that's fine. James at theherowithin.ca. Obviously, I am super visible on Facebook. Look up James Gardner, you'll see me. There's James Gardner on LinkedIn. Shoot me a message. I love connecting with people. I love uh, engaging in high-frequency convo. And, and welcome it. Welcome the support. And I'm, I'm always here to hold space. That's part of my contribution. Well, thank you again uh, for this wonderful time together. And I'm just so grateful to be sharing with our community. Thank you for your time. And thank you for having me. Thank you for listening right to the end of the podcast. I hope this episode inspired you to choose to practice gratitude in different ways than you might have before. If you're not already following the podcast on your favorite app, all you have to do is click on the check mark or plus sign under the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast name to make sure that you're alerted of all the new episodes. If you really enjoy this podcast and want others to hear about it, it would mean so much if you could leave a review on your favorite app. Your review can help others to find the podcast and start to join us in choosing to wake up with gratitude every single day.